0: You're listening to the Morrowology Podcast. It's all about Morrow County, Ohio.
1: Morrow County, Ohio. It's my home.
2: I'm really glad I stayed till the end for this. one. In the studio today is your hosts, Mike Wilson and Joey Powell.
0: Mike Hey, Joseph. How are you, good sir?
2: <clears throat> I'm doing okay. What's this about? Our uh, 55th, 56th
0: edition? I just told you before we got started it was 59. Well. Come on now. You're killing me. Um, Just, I want to apologize ahead of time. If you hear Mike chewing on any uh, ice, I apologize. I told him no ice, but, you know, he said his fans need the ice chomping. Ice, ice, baby. Oh, good Lord. We're on to that. Okay. All right, Mike. So... We uh, have a couple things going on here. What do you want to share first? I'll let you start today.
2: Uh, okay, let me get to, to that place of my phone here. Oh, so you're not ready. I was not ready. I, I see how it goes. I had it ready, and then uh, my
0: phone was going
2: dead, so I shut it off. Hold on. Just Believe
0: it or not, people, we do like each other.
2: <laughs> a little bit. Okay. Well, I thought it'd be good to start off with what's going on around the county uh, for Memorial Day. All right. And uh, I'll just read down through the list here, and uh, the... Uh, Head of the local chamber of commerce. I, I think you're familiar with her.
0: I have no idea who she is.
2: Um, provide this for me. On Sunday, the 29th at 1 o'clock, the Shock in Johnsville Cemetery uh, will be having their service. Following this service, there will be a service at the Blair North Fork Owl Creek Cemetery.
0: <clears throat> I have
2: no idea where that's at. Yeah, it's over around... Um, yeah... I think it's on County Road twenty two, going oh. over towards
0: Knox County. I believe. Okay, I think that's where that is. All right. Um, Our I, guest in the audience, in the uh, in the studio here, is shaking his head. Yes, yes. We'll Waterford, let you guys Waterford, know.
1: Waterford, who, other, otherwise known as Waterford, Waterford Road. Road. I couldn't think to, of Waterford.
0: Yes, yeah. yes. Okay.
2: okay. Let's continue with this list uh, on Monday, May thirtieth. The Maple Grove and Chesterville Cemetery will be at nine o'clock. Uh, Fulton's Parade will be at 9.30 with the Fulton Cemetery uh, service at 10 o'clock. The Bryn Zion Cemetery will be at 10.30 on Monday. And the Maringo Parade will be at 11 o'clock on Monday with uh, the service, the parade ending up at the Maringo Cemetery at 11.30. And then Cardington, their parade starts at 1 o'clock. It starts at the park, and they'll be headed over to the Glendale Cemetery, and a one thirty will be their um, uh, program there. 1 o'clock, Mount Gilead Parade starts at Cherry Street School and will end at the Rivercliff Cemetery. That starts at 1. And um, when they get to the R- Rivercliff Cemetery around 1.30, um, there will be a uh, a service there. And following the cemetery service in Mount Gilead, there will be a potluck meal open to the public at the VFW and Mount Gilead Post 8054. And at 3 o'clock on Monday, Memorial Day, will be the Iberia and Washington Township Cemetery. So there you go. Everything's going on. And I think we have this on our page on uh, Facebook, don't we, Joey? Yes,
0: it will be added to that. The, some of those individual events are already added, but we'll, uh, we'll share that uh, that one piece of information with all of the information on it, so that it's easier for you guys to uh, to see. Mike, I know that uh, I've driven by your house and you have a ton of extra tires in your yard. I don't know what you're doing with them. If you're like, you know, use them as planters or whatever, but if you want to get rid of those spare tires, you can take them on May 26th from 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. to the Village Water Department in Cardington, and they'll dispose of them for you for two dollars a piece. I only have one spare tire, <laughs> and, and they ain't touching it. <laughs> knew that was coming that's terrible all right uh june 18th starting at 1 p.m is the morrow county farm bureau's agricultural tour starting at sixty-seven forty-eight county road 9 edison ohio and uh you can find that on our page as well june 8th at 5 p.m the Mount gay pizza hut cruise and dine tips off at 6 p.m and uh Marlittle Theater is holding their auditions for Seussical, the musical. Mike, I know you've been practicing. You are ready to be Horton, right? (laughs) Do you feel all (laughs) alone in the universe? That's where that spare tire comes in. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Uh, You know, uh, I can't remember what they call that. uh, Typecasting? No, it's not typecasting. It's uh, a certain type of theater when you actually become, like Heath Ledger, um, when he was Joker and he ended up passing away, right? Uh, it's method acting. That's method what it acting. is when you actually become that character and you, and he, yeah, fell rather hard into that. Um, but, uh, so don't get into the method acting Mike for that. That part. Um, but Seussical the Musical is literally several of Dr. Seuss's books thrown into one musical. Walks you through a pretty cool story. And actually, um, a, our guest in the studio today, his daughter was in this and played Jojo, the mayor's daughter, son. A
1: few it's, years ago.
0: Yeah, it's, it's it been, a been a while a ago, years, yeah. but I, I can remember Allison being in it. So uh, that is June 5th and 6th. That's uh, Sunday, Monday at 6 p.m. You need to have a song prepared no more than a minute, minute 30 at max. Uh, no singers needs to have your voice. You can bring your phone. We'll, we'll have a speaker there for you to connect to, or we'll have a pianist if you want to bring sheet music so you can sing and show off your pipes so that we can uh, get the show cast. We're hoping to have the largest cast we've ever had of 50 uh, for that show. And uh, that show will then be at the end of July, July 29, 30, 31, at Mount Gilead High School. Uh, community input meeting happening Wednesday, June 1st at 6 p.m. Uh, at Cardington. I believe that's at Cardington School. Um, they're looking for input for um, things about Morrow County. Share your ideas. How do we promote Morrow County Um, There's a survey, so if you go to our Facebook page, you'll see that it says Community Input Meeting. It's at Cardington Lincoln High School at 6 p.m. on Wednesday, June 1st. That is next week, Mike. June. Yes, it is. We're halfway done with the year next week. Yep. Um, There's a link on here. You can actually take a survey ahead of time, and they can uh, compile the responses. That would be um, another event by the Morrow County Chamber of Commerce. I am not biased at all, I promise. Um the community garage sale. Everyone likes doing that. Cardington Community Garage Sale, Yard Sale Day is June eighteenth at eight AM. It's a Saturday.
2: And I need one.
0: You need a gr- yeah, okay. Need a garage. All right. And then um, you know, this Thursday evening, you may need one of these. This is pretty cool. At Groovy Plants Ranch, they're doing an air plant wreath peace sign. Oh, cool. So here's the picture of it. Oh, yeah, hold it up to the mic so people can see can it. Can you guys see it? I'll hold it up to this mic and that mic. Can you see it, mics? Okay, the mics here see it. Uh, hopefully you guys can uh, get on our Facebook page and see that. they have. I was there the other day. They've expanded. They have so many plants. It's pretty cool. Um, then this coming Saturday, which I believe is the 28th of May at 3 p.m., is the 92nd Annual Cardington Lincoln Alumni Association Banquet. And uh go outside and play two thousand twenty-two. I saw that and I thought it was kinda cool. Um it's a two day event, Saturday and Sunday. Um at uh that's not the eco center. It's at forty two ten county road one fourteen. And then there's an outdoor gaming event it says in the back. So I'm not sure exactly what that means. Um but it looked kinda cool, so I thought I'd share it. And it's a Morrow County thing, so why not? And uh, square body Chevy truck meet, Mike. This coming Saturday, the 28th, starts at noon. Uh, That's on our Facebook page as well. But it's at the North Woodbury Free Will Baptist Church. And I think I shared the story last time about my dad's. 1980, I want to say 89. It was uh, like a dark blue. It was pretty cool. Helped him work on that a little bit. But that's all I've got. And uh, do you have anything else that you want to share? I or Have think we, we bored everybody enough? It. You think? Do you think we bored everybody? I mean, if they're still listening, we can't bore them too badly. That's true. So we are going to uh, introduce our guest here finally, after you know, pointing them pointing them out a couple of times. Mr. Mike Vance from the American Red Cross here in Morrow County, and I know you have a bunch more of your title there. So what yeah. all do you cover, Mike?
1: Uh. Right at the moment, Joey, I've got uh, 12 counties. I run from Noble and Morgan all the way up to uh, Morrow, Marion, Richland, Licking, Muskingum, Guernsey. Wow. What do you do? Deshofton. That has been a mystery that many people have been trying to solve for quite some time. My function actually is to support the uh, regional volunteer services team. So actually volunteer recruitment and or engagement is my primary focus.
0: Okay, I wasn't sure like if you were like the top dog for all those counties or, or what the deal was. Uh,
1: well, I've got I've got a hat that says top dog. Yeah, but I don't think it holds a lot of credence when we have our staff meetings. Oh well, wow. I'm sorry.
0: I wish I had a hat for that. I'm a one man department. But so, Mike, you are here to talk about the American Red Cross, and from what I understand, um, the American Red Cross just had a birthday. One hundred and forty one years, Joey, one hundred and forty one years ago. Mike was around. Mike. Um, Mike Wilson. Mike Wilson was around. OK, he was around then, you know, just a, a little squirt. But yeah, he was around 140 okay. some years well, ago. We, we started in the 1880s. So 1881,
1: it looks mm-hmm. like 1881. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, again, just to kind of take a road down memory lane for all of our uh, junior high history memories that we all have, I'm sure. Oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> sorry. I didn't
0: do so well in <laughs> junior high history. <laughs>
1: uh, you know, I, I, I believe we all spent a day covering the Clara Barton being a Civil War nurse. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, basically, you know, her role in that was basically she was the Angel of Mercy. You know, she was basically known as the Angel of Mercy during the Civil War and at the end of the war, she wanted to do something about the, um, you know, the battlefield response to the wounded. The, the, there the was medicine, no, right? Yeah, the battlefield medicine, medicine, just the, the the treatment, the ability to actually go into the battlefield after a battle is over, uh, taking care of the wounded. I mean, just all of that was basically catch as catch can, if you will. It wasn't really any kind of an organized structure. There wasn't any kind of an agreement you know, very often when people went onto the battlefield, you know, the medical personnel, if, you know, they would be shot at. I mean, and, and unfortunately, that there are some areas in the world that that actually still happens, though it's not supposed to. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the American Red Cross, you know, started then. Uh, we basically began in 1881 as a uh, military yeah. support agency. But very quickly after we became chartered, uh, you know, we, we became a much more multifaceted, if you will, nonprofit or a charity because, you know, the the idea was, you know, it wasn't too long after that we had, you know, large disasters in Michigan. We had the Johnstown flood in Pennsylvania. Uh, so very soon after, you know, the American Red Cross was formed, we also became a disaster relief organization.
0: Which still holds true today and all over the world,
1: too, right? Um, very much so. Uh, yeah, interestingly, I think the American Red Cross is really the only agency I believe that actually has an official uh, understanding with the um, with the um, with United States, the United States government, that our role in any national or small case scenario of a disaster, regardless whether it's a single family home or it's a large hurricane. Earthquake, whatever the situation is, our role is to provide uh, support to the families, uh, to the, you know, to the residents. You know, whereas a lot of times people ask us, what's the difference between Red Cross and FEMA? Red Cross
0: supports the family. FEMA supports infrastructure. Right. And uh, I know from doing some disaster planning uh, myself with the hospitals, um, Red Cross is usually at our table. I mean, they're, you know, they're right there with us when we're planning for different events and, you know, when we're doing drills, you know, showing what they can offer. And, you know, we don't always realize that uh, the, the capacities that you guys have, what you can offer and how quickly sometimes you can offer that assistance. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely the, the one of the top priorities of our organization. And the one thing I will tell you is, and I think that the amazing thing is a lot of folks may not realize this, you know, 90% of what we do on the disaster front is done by volunteers and we have a very extensive training program. Uh, we have, you know, just an, an incredible group of dedicated disaster volunteers, that actually participate in most of our our community drills. You know, our volunteers do everything from logistics. They set up communications links. Uh, We have, you know, nursing staff that staffs our shelters. We have volunteers that basically serve as shelter managers. I mean, it's just remarkable all of the different roles that our
0: volunteers play. And, you know, besides offering offering assistance, there's um, education that you guys offer. What kind of educational opportunities do you guys offer?
1: Um, we do education on a couple of fronts, guys. Uh, first and foremost, one of the things that we try to do is we try to kind of uh, mediate if you will before the disaster happens so we We play a very active role in sharing information on how, you know the proper way to to respond when there 's a tornado warning or when there 's a winter storm warning or that sort of thing. so you know community education is a part of it, but I think what you 're probably referring to is the specific, you know, training of our staff and our volunteers to be able to serve in a variety of different roles. And one of the cool things and one of the things I just love to talk, talk about with, you know, with potential volunteers is we have something that is going to be interesting and we have something that is going to be extremely fulfilling for you. And the other thing I can, I always tell volunteers is the cool thing is the volunteers are the boss in our organization. You get to tell me, you know, when is your availability? What what role would you like to fill? Um, you know, so, you know, I know a lot of folks sometimes might be a little concerned about committing to something and not really knowing what they're getting into. I think Mike Wilson said that about getting involved with this with you, Joey. As Probably, as yeah. The podcast. <laughs> if he have known before, you know, but anyway. Uh, so yeah so i so he's not he he
0: didn't deny it though that's the thing
2: (laughs) but mike uh, you you talked about national disasters so on you do things right in these communities for local folks as well i mean besides training i mean if there's an emergency a house burning down or 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 those sort of things you're right there to help in the um, community
1: Great, great lead-in. Thank you, Mike. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And as a matter of fact, you know, when we talk about volunteer recruitment, we don't really recruit for national events. And I know that'll sound strange to some people. We recruit for the local responses. We recruit for the single-family fires. You know, we recruit for local flooding, you know, the things that are, are common in our areas. Most people, once they get into it and they find that they really enjoy, you know, doing that kind of volunteer work, they tell us if they want to step up to the next level, you know, our job, you know, here in Morrow County, we want to take care of our own. We want to be prepared, you know, uh, knock on wood, heaven forbid, we have that next Cardington tornado, you know, we have an obligation and we need to have a really good bench. We need to have volunteers that have trained and are ready. You know, one of the things that we find very often in a disaster event is when it happens, all kinds of people want to come in the door and help. And we appreciate that and we we recognize that. But if you really, really want to be in a position of being able to help, take that training beforehand. Know what the job is so that when you get that call, you know, when we have that event, you're ready to go. Uh, Yeah, we do welcome walk-in volunteers, but we really, really have a need for people that are walking in the door that know what the expectations are. They know what their job is because, I mean, this is serious stuff. Uh, people are counting on us. And again, we can't do it without the local volunteers. That's where it starts.
0: Most definitely. And, um, you know, I uh, I got my first CPR certification through the Red Cross. And uh, that was kind of cool. I can't think of the guy's name now that um, taught it. Uh, Dwight McFarland, I think, is who I had.
1: Dwight McFarland, a longtime, longtime volunteer instructor with the Red Cross. Yeah, we've had a... a you know and that's another thing too is you know the uh you know maybe getting that call at two in the morning isn't your thing and we get that a lot of people they have jobs they you know they have they have commitments they have family they you know they're not available for that possibly being available around the clock whereas you know volunteers that can do the teaching do the training classes for the american red cross you control that you know there's a schedule We've never found that crystal ball, Joey, where you can just kind of say, "Okay, tell us when we're going to need our team the next time, so that we can have them on standby."
0: Never have. I wish I had that.
1: I do too. Yeah, that uh, would be would, awesome. Would make life very easy. So, again, you know, as, as we're talking about the history the, and services of the Red Cross, I'd also like to talk about the need for local volunteers. So, as we go through that, I'm sure we'll be touching base on a few more things. Yeah.
2: If if somebody does want to want to volunteer. What is the best method of contact to uh, to get involved?
1: Um, well, I was going to say we used to drive around in a white van playing ice cream music, and that was very, very uh, ineffective. <laughs> um, no, <laughs> that is a joke, folks. Please do not oh. call the National Red Cross. Uh, no, the best way to get involved actually would be to stop by the local Red Cross office. We're right here on West Center Street. Uh, if you have a computer at home and you and you would like to you know, basically register and do everything from the comfort of your own home, literally going to redcross.org, the website. And if you Google American Red Cross, I guarantee you the first thing that's going to pop up is our national website. Um, you know, learning about the positions, and then you can even actually apply online. Interestingly enough, you know, when you, when you apply with the American Red Cross, you're actually applying on the national platform um, you know we don't we don't identify people necessarily as just Morrow County or Marion County volunteers. You are American Red Cross volunteers that just happen to work in a particular area.
0: All right, we're going to take this second just to pause for our first ad. Okay, join us for Freedom Fest, Ohio, July first and second, two thousand twenty-two, at the Morrow County Fairgrounds. Brought to you by Finley Entertainment. Celebrate freedom with the Nate Williams Band, Austin French, and headliner Crowder on July 1st, Friday night, starting at 6.30 p.m. Then on Saturday, July 2nd, join Scott Stevens, Heath Sanders, Rodney Atkins, and headliner Justin Moore. Tickets are on sale now. Visit FreedomFestOhio.com. And Freedom Fest is coming up fast there, Mike. Yes, it is. And you know... Um, Obviously, that's not going to be anything that the Red Cross is going to be involved with necessarily. Let's hope not. But uh, I will be having a conversation with Mike just in case. So we'll be ready for that. But uh, um, Mike, I think you had a question for Mike, right? Well, you've been talking about volunteers. There's another kind of
2: volunteer you're needing, and that's uh, donors to donate blood and plasma.
1: Um, Blood. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, we we do have that. Yeah, that was very good, Joey. Thanks. Uh,
0: I took blood for a while. I did that whole thing. Okay, Phlebotomy 101, you did that thing. I actually taught it at Marion Tech. Oh, impressive. Very good. Not really. (laughs) You know, we never, you
1: know, interestingly, we never have enough. We're going to get off the subject of volunteers, which I I normally don't do, but... uh, you know, just for for people that are looking for career opportunities, the, one of the things that we really have a hard time filling on an ongoing basis is the need for local phlebotomists. So if you're maybe a junior senior in high school, you're not sure, you want to get into the medical field, and you want to take something that you have a pretty strong guarantee of being able to get work the second you graduate. Very often we recruit people in the colleges. Uh, Most the hospitals are now offering...
0: Thousands of dollars sign-on bonuses Absolutely. for yeah. lab personnel, and you know phlebotomy lends itself very well to those who were wanting to go into radiology because mm-hmm. they do IV contrast yep. in radiology. You've got nursing that uh, if you can hit a vein to draw blood, you can start an IV. It's completely different. IVs need a straight a straight vein, right? Not for phlebotomy necessarily. You can. There's all kinds of things. So that's a uh, you know yeah. And phlebotomy is an art form. I think anybody can stick you and draw blood, but making it not hurt is I an art. I am not
1: going down this rabbit hole, Joey, because I want people to come into the American Red Cross I'm blood just drive. So, but the Red Cross, it would be great. <laughs> we um, have an incredibly talented staff. Uh, but yeah, getting back to Mike's Mike's interest. Yeah, and as we know, you know, this last couple of years has been has been kind of the Alice in Wonderland thing, right? I mean, COVID has impacted everything. And it certainly has impacted blood collections and surgical procedures and just any kind of medical procedures that you may have been scheduled, but knock on wood,
0: we are getting back to normal. Um, It is summertime and the need for trauma blood. So the O negative blood type um, is extremely high in the summer as normal. And this summer it's not expected to be any different. And so we are dealing with blood shortages right now. Um, Typically, in the summer, we have those blood shortages, um, but you know we're already dealing with it and we 're not even technically in the summer yet
1: yeah it it seems like it strikes earlier and earlier uh, The thing I will tell you and, and again, I want to talk to the folks that have never donated blood before let's let, Let's just talk to these folks. Is it a little scary? Of course it is any Any time you do anything you 've never done before it's going to be a little frightening uh, i I think just keep this in mind, think about a fa- think about I think every one of us can say we've had a family member that's had that's been in an accident or that has had some sort of surgery. Just always keep in mind you are literally saving lives by coming in and donating blood. And yes, there's a stick. It lasts about less than a second. Uh, but the good that you are doing is remarkable, and it just... You know, we can't, you know, lives can't be saved without the people that are coming in and rolling up the sleeves. And we are seeing a trend where, uh, you know, the last couple of years, we have not had nearly as many, obviously, first-time donors as we normally would have. Um, You know, having those people that become regular blood donors is critical to so many people in so many different areas. So please keep that in mind. And it is so easy to register. Uh, We promise we will get you in. We'll get you out quick. Uh, you can register online. Uh, just go to redcrossblood.org. Uh, you basically you type in a zip. You'll type in your uh, zip code, and literally all of the area blood drives will pop up on the screen. You can pick a time, register a time to donate, and you are set and you are good to go. Uh, if you don't have a computer at home, it's the old fallback one eight hundred Red Cross. Just give us a call. One of our staff will set you up with the you know near with the most convenient time and location for you but we need to have these blood drive schedules filled because lives are depending on it. Uh, we need to be ready and we need, we need that next wave of, of red cross donors, you know, of blood donors so that we have you folks ready to go because the, the time is going to come when it's needed. And the other thing I can promise you is, you know, we used to, I, I, every once in a while you hear people, you always get the naysayers, no matter what you do, you can't please everyone. We've had people say, well, you know, you guys get so much blood and then you just throw it away. That has never happened unless unless there is a, me, you know, unless there's a medical reason for not using a unit of blood. It is used. Uh,
0: Well, and I don't think a lot of people know that once the blood gets collected through the Red Cross, it gets tested and then it is uh, separated into platelets, plasma, and then packed red blood cells um, or cryoprecipitate or other Mm -hmm. blood products. Uh, They go to the hospitals. The hospitals, if it looks like they may not need it, some of the smaller hospitals, it'll go to another hospital that's going to use that. It'll be transferred. Mm -hmm. Um, So there, I mean, there are things to make sure and, uh, you know, a small hospital like what we have here in the county, uh, one trauma, one trauma patient could completely deplete their entire blood supply um, within ten minutes. Um, you know, if if you had a farm accident, um, it, within ten minutes, that complete blood supply would be gone. Uh, you know, years ago, there used to be someone who had a rare blood type, and we had to search nationally to get this blood type. Sent and uh, it was somebody. I want to see some one of the states out west. This guy would have to go, and he would donate blood, and they would be able to uh, earmark just that specific type. So it was not, you know, it wasn't ABO. It was. ABO, but it also had these an- antigens Antigen. that were expressed. And so we had to get that type blood uh, in order to keep this fellow alive. And, you know, that's that's some of the cool stuff that yeah. you guys are able to do. You have a national network or international network that could be done for that. Uh, yeah, and, and, Joy,
1: thank you. Uh, I mean, the tech, I mean, just the sophistication of being able to track a unit of blood. Like you said, if if you have a rare blood type or a rare need – being able to find that blood sitting in a blood bank in Utah and getting it here to Morrow County uh, and getting it here within hours. Depending.
0: Yeah, and there, yeah, there's a process amazing. for that. It's yeah.
1: amazing. Um, so, yeah, so again, you, know, when you hear that a lot. You see us on TV. Those appeals are always on. Uh, they're on because the need is there. The cool thing is, is it worth an hour of your time every two months to come in and, and donate blood where you're literally saving people's lives?
0: could be three lives right off the bat.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, depending on how
0: the blood is processed, it can can literally be three. Interesting. So um, is there anything else about the Red Cross that we should know? Anything coming up locally for you guys that uh, you want us to know? Uh, Yeah, I think there's a couple things, Joey.
1: I would like to touch base on our Sound the Alarm program, which is kind of a newer program that the American Red Cross has. And we'll, I'll take a picture and post this on our Facebook page. Yeah, please do. You know, One of the things, and I think I'm, I'm always amazed because we've been doing this for a couple of years, but so many people have not heard about this yet, and it is such a phenomenal service. Literally anybody in the United States can call a toll-free number, have a trained Red Cross volunteer and or a local firefighter come to your home, do an assessment, check your, check your smoke alarms, and more often than not, though, Uh, provide you with free smoke alarms, and install them in the proper locations for your home. Nice. Completely free of charge. Uh, You know, one of the things, you know, I mean, for years and years, I mean, we do disaster response. We would much rather mitigate. We would much rather prevent these events from happening or preventing the, you know, the um, just the, I, I can't even come up with the word, just the devastating loss of life you know and and to know there is no reason there there is absolutely no reason why anyone in Morrow County should not have a working smoke detector they're free. we will put them up for you uh, give us a call, and I do want to share that number if you don't mind well, go uh, for it it's a toll free number it's one eight four four two zero seven four five zero nine again that's one eight four four two zero seven. 4509 what will happen is you'll call that number you'll be put on the registry for somebody that wants to have smoke detectors installed in your home you will get a scheduling call from one of our volunteers or from one of our local fire departments i promise you we can we're normally in and out within 15 minutes you know we're not going to be hanging out waiting for sunday dinner though not that i think about it maybe not a bad idea uh <laughs> No, I mean, we understand that, you know, everybody, you know, you don't, there's no sales pitch. There's no, if, if you do this, if we do this for you, no, there's nothing. There is no commitment whatsoever. We want to make homes safer throughout our community here in Morrow County, and it is simple as that. So if you think that's worthwhile, again, give us a call if you would like to have the smoke detectors installed in your home. And on the volunteer front, another thing that enables us to do this is having volunteers that are good with that electric screwdriver. So if you think this would be a worthwhile thing to do, maybe one or two days a month, going out, doing a few appointments to make homes safer in Morrow County, again, give us a call. Uh would love to talk to you. Again, you set the schedule. Um, but again, we just think there are so many worthwhile things to do with the American Red Cross. And quite honestly, we need your help now. COVID has been tough on everybody and it has been tough on the american red cross as far as our volunteer base we still have a number of volunteers that are you know that just do not feel comfortable being out and about in the community um and doing that and that's entirely the way they should feel i mean if you have any doubt at all safety first Uh, but if you if you feel like hey i could play an active role i could do i could do smoke detector installs i could take shelter training Uh, for the event down the road when maybe we have a need to open multiple shelters again here in Morrow County it's happened in the past folks unfortunately it's going to happen in the future we need people ready to go we need that training and the cool thing and again I won't take too long but we literally have an online Red Cross Academy the last time I checked we have something like 900 different training modules that 900 over 900 with all of our services uh and again, it and it's very much like a college curriculum where you take your entry level training, and then if you get into it, you really enjoy it, and you want to take that next step. And then the next step, uh, it is a tra- it's called the Edge Training System with the American Red Cross. And literally, we're not going to put you into any situation without getting you the necessary training. And we're also going to partner you with somebody that has done that position. For quite some time, so you not only get to do the online training, but you also get to do an in-person apprenticeship with someone that is already experienced doing the job.
0: That's 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 pretty cool. Uh, Volunteer with the Red Cross. Go to www.redcross.org forward slash volunteer today. And uh, again, for the smoke alarms, I think that is pretty cool. You know, back in the day when houses were first built, a lot of houses around Morrow County prior to the uh, recent booms, you used to be able to have, you know, upwards of seven, eight minutes to get out of your house. Now you have two if you're lucky, depending on the type of house. If it's a stick-built house, you have about two minutes. Uh, From the carpet to the wood density, everything is more flammable than what it used to be. Um, If you're in a, uh, a manufactured home, um or a trailer it's it's less than that um, it is it is dangerous i did not know you guys did this i think this is super cool um we're gonna make this an, a permanent ad thank you on uh on that. that i did not know that they did that yeah and one yeah. other
2: thing on the smoke alarms and i know you'll agree with this if you already have one check the batteries and a good rule is check them uh, at the time that you change your clocks in the spring and in the fall twice a year Usually, that's sufficient, but make
1: sure those batteries are working. And, Mike, let me add a little bit, to, and thank you for that. That's a great, great uh, hint. Uh, the other thing I, I do want to make sure people are aware of is just because your battery, the button works when you press the alarm, doesn't mean your smoke detector, the sensor, is still working. There's a life span of those sensors right. as well. And usually, it's the old smoke detectors, it's right around six to seven years, typically. Mm-hmm. If you can't remember when you put your smoke detector in your home, there's a good chance that even when you're replacing the batteries, you have a very nice noisemaker, but it may or may not, the sensor may or may not pick up the fire. Please let us come out and check. We will verify, um, but quite honestly, more often than not when we check, I mean, if it's an older smoke detector, why take the chance?
0: Now, I can tell you... um... When I was growing up, our smoke detectors got a workout. That's how we knew dinner was done—is when Mom set the fire alarm off. <laughs> I'm so sorry, I, Joey. Mom, I hope <laughs> I hope you're not listening. I'm just kidding. Uh, but uh, no, so, so, yeah. she, so she burns the salad on a regular basis. I'm sorry to hear that, Joey. <laughs> yeah. Oh, if only. No, <laughs> uh, bacon on the on the salads, right? Oh. That, yeah. There you go. Um, yeah. Well, Mike, um, thank you for the information about the Red Cross. Um, Fantastic program, lots of uh, education, lots of uh, assistance that people don't know that they need until they need it. And if anyone is interested, uh, we're just a hop,
1: skip, and a jump from Marion on July the ninth, from noon until two, middle of, middle of the day, a nice a nice lunch break for you if you're close. We are actually having a Red Cross open house, so if you'd like to come in and meet some Red Cross volunteers in person. Talk about what they do. Kind of get a chance to meet some of the folks you might be uh, volunteering with. We would love to have you stop by. And where is that? That's going to be at the Marion Red Cross office on Somerset Drive there. We're kind of back. If you turn right there at the KFC... There, as you're going into Marion, you will run right into you will run right into our building. Literally, if you go straight, it will be a drive-through. So please don't go all the way <laughs> through the building. But uh, uh, yeah, would love that. Would love to have people come there if they just if you just want to learn more about what the Red Cross does and and just have a nice uh, casual meeting with with other folks that are involved with the organization. Would love to see you there.
0: Awesome. All right. Well, let's go to Broom Sisters.
2: Have you heard about Broom Sisters of Morrow County? It's a cleaning company run by local ladies. The Broom Sisters of Morrow County offers a fast cleaning service with low rates, specializing in, but not limited to, cobweb removal, potion cleanup, and cauldron scrubbing. You can find Broom Sisters of Morrow County on Facebook, or you can call them at 740-262-5804. You can also email them at Sisters 88
0: at gmail.com. All right. So, Mike, um, Mike and Mike, Mike Vance, thank you. Mike Wilson, you had something that you forgot. Yes, I did forgot. I did forgot.
2: You did (laughs) did forgot it. I did forgot it. (laughs) Um, There is something that you can do to help your neighbors right here in Morrow County. And I was talking to actually the lady that uh, started this a couple days ago. Well, she started a couple of years ago, but I talked to her a couple days ago. Um, and it's the Morrow County Love Thy Neighbor Blessing Boxes. And that is still going on. Oh, yeah, we talked about yes, that. Yes, and uh, I wasn't sure, so I did some checking on that. And they can be found at locations along with, and we have – if you go to their uh, site on um, Facebook, you can see who the volunteers are that, that uh, takes care of each of those boxes. But I'm going to give you the locations. And what you do, you take uh, canned food, non perishables there. You could take things like the macaroni and cheese and things uh, that other families that are in need could possibly use. But I'm going to quickly go through the uh, locations of those boxes. In Cardington, you can go to 102 East Main Street, uh, parking lot on Village Square next to Bunkers Mill Winery across from the Cardington Market. Edison. There's one at 100 North Boundary Street on the sidewalk in front of the Corner Clippers. In Fulton, 200 Center Street, the parking lot of Lifeline Ambulance Company. In Johnsville, the Johnsville Fire Department has one. Uh, Marengo at 19 South South Main Street across from Hinkle's Hardware. Uh, Marengo also has another one, 150 Township Road, 209, which is a private resident uh Marengo has a third one uh state route 61 229 west on 229 first driveway uh, I presume that's also a uh, private residence and Mount Gilead 5301 state route 42 which is the vessel church is at uh, uh barn building. oh it used to be uh Mills Ranch yes that's the place and northeast Morrow County 6385 state route 314 that's the uh parking lot of the North Woodbury Alliance Church, and Sparta, 8 West Main Street, uh, outside the post office. And um, that is the locations of the blessing boxes. If you're in the store, you want to buy an extra can of something or or, or something non-perishable, you know what? There are people in need that could use that. So uh, please keep that in mind. I just wanted to share that today.
0: All right, Mike, it is time for us to flashback. All right, what are we doing? Well, this
2: coming Monday, we're going to do something a little bit different this week. This coming Monday, as we know, is Memorial Day. Yes. And, Joey, Uh I have a quiz for you (laughs) to see how much you know about Memorial Day. (laughs) Okay. Okay. uh, I've got my
0: computer. Hang on. All right, I'm ready.
2: It's multiple guess, multiple choice.
0: (laughs) It will be multiple guesses, I'm sure.
2: Uh, Memorial Day, Observed On the last Monday of May is May 27th this year. The holiday is to commemorate those who lost their lives while in service to the United States Armed Forces. How much do you know about this holiday? That's not the question. Oh. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Um, Memorial Day was once known as A, Make a Memory Day, B, Decoration Day, C, Pride and Forces Day, or D, Summer Starts Today. And, Michael, you can participate in this too if you want.
0: Okay. So the one that I thought it was – (laughs) was not in there. I'm going to guess C. I'd say B.
2: Yes, B. Decoration Day. That's what my
0: grandparents always
2: called it because you decorate the graves and so on. Never heard that. Okay. Um, When was Memorial Day declared a national holiday by Congress? 1945, 1971, 1975, or 1980? I got to look on that one.
0: Oh, (laughs) jeez. Um, I don't think it was 45. I think it was later than that, like 70s, 80s. Yeah.
2: You hit it right on the nose, 1971. Which of these towns were declared by Congress and the President in 1966, controversially, to be the official birthplace of Memorial Day? Columbus, Georgia? Carbondale, Illinois? Columbus, Mississippi? Or Waterloo, New York?
0: Oh my gosh, I have no idea.
2: That one's kind of a difficult one, but it was. I like the name Waterloo. I'm going to go with Waterloo. It is Waterloo. Oh. Very good <laughs> guess, okay, right. Joe.
0: I just like the name. <laughs> um,
2: number four, how is the U.S. flag flown on Memorial Day? Uh, the U.S. flag is raised to full staff during daylight hours. B, the U.S. flag is raised briskly to the top of the staff and then solemnly lowered to the lower half a position where it remains for the remainder of the day. C, the U.S. flag is raised briskly to the top of the staff and then solemnly lowered to the half-staff position where it remains. Only until noon, it is then raised to full staff for the remainder of the day. Or D, the U.S. flag is not flown at all. I don't think it's D. I think we we fly it. Um, it is C, the U.S. flag is raised briskly to the top of the staff. And then solemnly lowered to the half staff position where it remains until noon. It is then raised to full staff for the remainder of the
0: day. Yes, I choose that one. This, <laughs>
2: I'm <laughs> late now. Okay, this one you probably both know. Where does National Memorial Day Concert take place? On the west lawn of the U- US uh, Capitol, Washington, D.C., Times Square in New York, Mount Vernon in Alexandria, Virginia. Or at the Washington Monument in, D- in Washington, D.C.?
0: I honestly don't know. I don't know a lot about Memorial Day. They, they always have this on PBS. That's why I knew it. What's well, PBS? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's where Red Green is. <laughs>
1: he was, yes. <laughs> he was. <laughs> <laughs> you need to... Michael, any guess? <laughs> I would say the Washington Monument, but I'm not okay. 100% sure. Um,
2: you're both wrong. Yep. It's on the west lawn of the U.S. Capitol. Yep.
0: Okay
2: in the year in what year did congress pass national moment of remembrance act 1906 1975
0: 2000 or 2011 2011 i'm guessing okay it was actually 2000 oh okay well. so we've
2: been doing that for what 22 years now well this is
0: just like i'm back in school got okay. zero one last answer. question
2: yeah. one last question what are what are <laughs> they got the words mixed up here. What are you to do for the National Moment of Remembrance? Stop at 3 p.m. local time for a minute of silence to honor and remember? B, stop at 3 p.m. local time for a moment of silence to honor and remember? C, stop at 3 p.m. local time for a men- minute of silence to honor and remember? Or D, all of the above?
0: Um. Can I phone a friend? <laughs> Uh, I think it's pretty obvious, I, yeah. obvious, all of the above. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that's
2: that's a way to honor yeah. those that have given their supreme sacrifice for our country. Yeah. I'm going to talk a little bit about some of the um, uh, some things about uh, Memorial Day. Um, Memorial Day is an American holiday observed on the last Monday of May, honoring the men and women who died while serving in the U.S. military. Memorial Day, 2022, will occur on Monday, May 30th. Originally known as Decoration Day, I should have read this first, huh? Yes,
0: please. Yeah. <laughs> Can we retake the quiz? It originated
2: in the years following the Civil War and became an official federal holiday in 1971. Many Americans observe Memorial Day by visiting cemeteries or memorials, holding family gatherings, and participating in parades. Unofficially, it marks the beginning of the summer, summer season. Um, as, as I said, the Civil War, it started... Uh, with the Civil War which ended in the spring of what year?
1: Civil War? Yeah. Oh my god eighteen sixty five. Yes. That's what it, Right on.
2: Yeah. Uh, to claim more lives than any conflict in US history and required the establishment of the country's first national cemeteries. By the late eighteen sixties, Americans in various towns and cities had begun holding had begun holding springtime tributes to those countries fallen soldiers. According um, to those countless fallen soldiers, I'm sorry, decorating their graves with flowers and reciting prayers. Did you know each year on Memorial Day, a national moment of remembrance takes place at 3 p.m.?
0: I do now, yes. Okay.
2: I think I've stressed that quite clearly. And you should pull over. (laughs) Well, possibly. It is unclear where exactly this tradition originated Uh, Numerous uh, different communities may have independently initiated the memorial gatherings, and some records show that one of the earliest Memorial Day commemorations was organized by a group of formerly enslaved people in Charleston, South Carolina, less than a month after the Confederacy surrendered in 1865. Nevertheless, in 1966, the federal government declared Waterloo, New York, the official birthplace of Memorial Day. Waterloo, which which first celebrated the day on May 5th, 1866, was chosen because it hosted an annual community-wide event during which businesses closed and residents decorated the graves of soldiers with flowers and flags. Uh, I think we're going to stop there for today, but we need to remember those that, that have died for their country, but I think it's appropriate that we go out and have fun and do things as well. Uh, because they fought for that freedom. Yeah. So I, I think, you know, uh, there's nothing inappropriate about having a fun time, as long as we take a little bit of time to remember those folks on that day.
0: Most definitely. I think you're uh, you're right.
2: And you had something to share.
0: I, I did. Um, I found a couple things here that I wanted to share, if I can get it to pull up correctly. Um, so on... Well, I'll just read this one. On May twenty sixth, 1940, um the uh, President Roosevelt during uh, Britain's uh Dynamo charge, they actually um President Roosevelt pushed for the National Red Cross campaign uh back then. On uh, May 25th, 1977, Star Wars opened in movie theaters. Ooh. On May 5th, 1787, the Constitutional Convention started. May 22nd, 1802, the First Lady, Martha Washington, passed away. I thought... I don't know. I don't know why I would have thought it was further back than that, but it was 1802. Um, On May 22nd, 1843... A Thousand Pioneers headed west as part of the great um, immigration on the Oregon Trail. Oh, okay, okay. And then this one, um, we've kind of talked about some outlaws here. Um, this John one, Dillinger, yeah. John Dillinger. These two outlaws, we've not talked about if they've been through Morrow County or not. Um, but on May 23rd, 1934, police killed the famous outlaws... Bonnie and Clyde.
2: Oh. And that
0: uh, that great shoot out there. Did you ever see the movie? Yeah. I did. Pretty cool. Um, I think that's all that I have. So let's flash back to the future. Let me hold on. Let's go. <laughs> oh, that always makes me dizzy. That's not what makes you dizzy. All right. So, Mike um, wanted to let you know this weekend Top Gun, it's been two years in the making. Uh, they were supposed to come out in 2020, I think, so they postponed it due to COVID. But Top Gun Maverick, the new one, uh, is coming out. I thought you were showing the original Top Gun. No, okay,
2: okay, this makes N- sense.
0: The yes. new one, uh, new is one. coming out, and yes, Tom Cruise is in it. Um,
2: I drove a 74 Maverick one
0: time. Oh, geez, I overturned it. I'm not surprised um so that comes out uh friday is our first showing at 5 p.m and then at 8 p.m on friday same on saturday five and eight and then on sunday uh it is at two and five and um mike vance will be joining us friday night I will, I will. Making
1: popcorn. There. I will be there. Uh, I don't like the term making popcorn. I am a corn kernel thermal engineer, and I would appreciate it if you would refer to me as that in the future. Uh, yeah, but I am looking uh, uh, looking forward to a big, big crowd to see Top Gun. I know there's a lot of excitement for it. And uh, please stop by, say, you know, come see the movie. Uh, visit your concession stand because Joanne needs to work. Uh, she,
0: needs, she needs. I hope something. Joanne listens to this. That'd be great. <laughs> Uh, just to let you guys know, there is a, uh, big announcement this week with Top Gun, something that we've not done, um, since we bought it and not since, um, I can remember that will be happening this week. It'd be pretty cool. Um, so on the, you can find us at, uh, on Facebook, it's at Capital Theater MG. Um, you'll be able to find out some more information there on that. But, uh, Mike, I think that's all that I've got. We've got oh, no, that for not. two weekends. Oh, no, please tell not. me you don't have puns. Oh, come on, Joe. Oh, hang on. Let me get the, me get the bad sounds here. Let's see. Make sure this one's good. All right. That's perfect. There's the laughter and this one. The crickets. Okay, we're ready. Okay, have you heard about the, uh, the
2: new uh, insect they discovered that plays sports on the carpet? It's called a rugby Okay. <laughs> okay. I thought that was funny. Um, there you go. Does that make you feel good? You can only get so applause. much of good thing, so I think that's it for this week.
0: Wow, only one? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, folks. As uh, normal, uh, stay safe, be safe. If you need a smoke alarm, call 1-844-207-4509. They do install if you call. And uh, visit www.redcross.org forward slash volunteer today. Mike Vance, thank you very much for coming to talk to us about the Red Cross. And uh, we'd love to have you back on. May, maybe even replace this, Mike.
1: Uh, well, no, no, we're not going to replace. We're not going to replace the king of puns. That would, be, that would be inappropriate. Anybody can have a slump, so no. <laughs> well, I, I did have some bad news. My
2: uh-uh. pet duck died, and uh, I took him to the veterinarian and asked him to uh, cremate him. Well, things got worse when the the vet sent me the bill.
0: (laughs) All right, folks, uh, we're going to leave you on that note. As usual, give grace, have grace, and we will see you next week.